for agility's sake. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Kyle Spitzley. With me today is Gay Garveling. How are you, Gay? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining me today. Sure. Would you, for our listeners, just tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and where Agile started for you? So what's your role to begin with, I guess? I am currently a systems analyst on the Magic team, on the IT team. Um, and for those of you who don't know what Magic is, that's our bonus, uh, our LOS and our bonus calculation system for the globe. Okay. So pretty important, pretty vital. I think it's the most important. I mean, it's a mission, mission critical for us, right? right? To be able right. to pay the ABOs. It's all about our IBOs. Yeah. Right. So then uh, flipping back to where did, I mean, you're, you're involved with the Agile Transformation Office and the Magic team and trying to improve the Agile practices today on the Magic team. Um, where did this journey start for you? I mean, thinking about Agile, when did that begin for you? I would say um, I was Agile before Agile was cool. Um, <laughs> and I think what I mean by that, I don't mean to be presumptuous or anything, but Agile for me actually started back in the 80s. Um, and some of working in manufacturing and sales. Okay. Um, and looking at our customers, primarily those who were working in the automotive industry, around the concept of lean and continuous improvement in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, the automotive industry went through a recession, much like we just exited from. We seem to repeat history, which yeah. is interesting. And But in order to be successful in sales, you need to always be about continuous improvement in your personal development. And so I've always been a, a practitioner of that for myself in order to maximize income. Um, yeah, as a salesperson. As a salesperson. Yeah. And then working with customers in the automotive industry, understanding their requirements for quality and how they were achieving it in their businesses in order for us to be able to supply to them and meet that quality. So it's always been around lean. It's always been about process improvement. And it's been about people and mm. teams. And why does one team perform so much better than another? Oftentimes it's about that leadership and that collaborative, facilitative engagement. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I, you know, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to the methodology or the framework of Agile, but it's really just a name yeah. for something that's timeless. Yeah. And it's all about humans interacting with people to create something better in this world. Yeah, respecting people. I, I, I love that because I don't think there's, there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Right. It's, it's all been here before and it will all be here again someday. What we call it is whatever the, you know, the season is, the time is. But when you go back to those roots of continuous improvement and the, the lean methodologies and things like the Toyota production system or the Toyota way, um, it goes back to really about people. Right? Right. Respect for people. Right. Get better. Accept that you don't know everything mm -hmm. and learn with each other and grow. Continue right. to develop. and. And that's, I love that because it's a timeless thing. It's an endless thing. There's no check the box, I'm done. And you can continue to foster and nurture those relationships with people and grow together and build high-performing teams. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that excites me most about this is, is getting into how do we get better as a group, not how do I get better as an individual. Right. I love that. And yet when the group gets better, each individual gets better. Yeah. And that's how it's almost a symbiotic relationship there when in its purest form when it's really working well, uh, when the team is developing and self-identifying, the individuals within that team are lifted up as well. All boats mm -hmm. or all ships rise. 
and that's the beauty of it. And there are days when I may not be the top performer, mm -hmm. but those around me are, and they're able to lift me up alongside them, uh, and vice versa. Yeah. And so um, there's a comfort in that, and there's a trust in that. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of like two are better than one. Because if one falls right. down, you can the other can lift right. them up, right? right? That's that's a that's what teams are for is mm -hmm. to support each other and take care of each other. Yeah. So to go back to the part about helping people live better lives, kind of that mission of Amway, of helping people live better lives, the values that we have as an organization, or let's talk about the founders' fundamentals of mm -hmm. freedom, family, hope, and reward. Tell me how those tie into the agile principles that we operate under. In your mind, how does that? How do yeah. those things fit together? In this, and again, this is my perspective on it. But any methodology could get get you the same type of benefit if it's followed and it's and the team agrees that's how we want to operate together. If those are the values. If those are the values. Yeah. But I do believe that when we're working together collaboratively and we're defining what our priorities are, and we're breaking that work down into um, achievable goals or pieces of work, bodies of work, yeah. increments, uh, appropriately and effectively, that people are going to be able to have the time that they want and need to have with their families. There's going to be a reward for us because we will be successful. We will be profitable. So all of those benefits, if you will, or, or values are going to be achievable. Yeah. And hope you know, and, for a better and, and workplace. For, for a better workplace. <laughs> better family yes, life. Better. More fulfillment. Yeah. And I think we all want that. I think we all want to yeah. have that self-actualization, if you will, if you go to Maslow's hierarchy of yeah. needs. You know, I to to have a life that's beyond just a paycheck. Yeah. There's right. the I mean there's the utopian idea of like right. what would be perfect, but it, that's not the point. The destination isn't the point. But right. pursuing it right. is. Right. That's what matters. Um and that's what we are, that's what our IPOs are all about, you know, is, is helping others achieve that, mm -hmm. that self-actualization in their lives, however they define success. Mm. And I do believe within Amway, we have the same opportunity for our employees. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want the listeners to think that we hate our jobs and working at Amway mm -hmm. isn't pleasant. I mean, I love right. the company. I love working here. Um, but just like any organization, there are spots that are doing really well, teams that are really gelling, and then there's teams that are struggling, mm -hmm. and they're having you know fits and starts, and um, not not just working well together. And so it's a it's a common problem across every industry and in any big business that's right. going to happen. Um, but we can get better at it, mm -hmm. and that's what you know we're here to do is to to create that environment across Hamway, right? So that work is better that the results for our ABOs are better, mm -hmm. that their lives are better. Mm -hmm. It's a really a noble cause to go after. Right. And, you know, I, at the risk of sounding too <laughs> fluffy, so to speak, there's real work getting done. And it's yeah. getting done well. Yeah. And we're building the right things at the right time versus working on all the things all the time. Oh, my gosh. And I think that is a big challenge for any business, small, medium, or large. Yeah, it's hard for me. Right. I hate it's, to say no to stuff. Yeah. But I love it when I can mm -hmm. because I can focus on fewer things and right. make a difference there. Right. Or have the conversation around, is this really necessary? Mm -hmm. Is this really going to be the work that makes a difference? And I think disagreeing 
in a healthy way about what we think the priority should be, having that conversation, but then agreeing that we will commit mm. and we'll, we will work to make that solution, whatever that solution is decided on, we will work our very best to make that successful. Mm-hmm. But you can't get to that commitment if you haven't had the opportunity to have a collaborative negotiation or discussion about other options. And if people don't feel like they can bring their very best to those conversations in a non-judgmental way, mm-hmm. it, it's difficult to get to that point. And I, I, again, I keep coming back to the methodology. I think the methodology is a way that we help people exist in that kind of a space. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's a set of practices and ceremonies and well, meetings even, you could call them, of bringing people together to have the right discussion at the right time with the right people and the right information. Mm-hmm. That's it. And mm-hmm. when we do that, it's actually a lot easier for us to agree on what's the most important thing because it's not what does Kyle want or what does Gay want. It's what is going to be the best right. for the ABO or the customer and Amway. Not what do I want? What mm-hmm. do you want? Mm-hmm. Which I think the better we get at being able to validate that if we do this, we'll get X. I guess the, the idea is that we have to be better at predicting how what we do will impact the ABO and the customer or the employee. And when we do that, we realize that that's the goal. And picking the best solution to or the best product to develop that will get us there. If we have confidence that if we do this thing, we'll get that outcome, mm-hmm. it's easier for us to agree on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have to debate my idea versus your idea. If we're able to validate what we build, we'll make a difference. Right. And continuous improvement is about that feedback loop. So we're never just creating something and putting it out there. We're in touch with how is this performing. Yeah. And we may make immediate adjustments. In much shorter cycles. In much right? shorter cycles. Instead of two years from right. now, it's two months from now. Right. We're adapting. Right. Yeah, so it's it's almost like picture in my head the old way of using cds to install software on your computer Mm. and it's like okay i've got i don't know let's say like aol (laughs) on a disc and i put it in my computer and i install the software and i'm online like this is great um then the next year aol sends me another disc hey version 2.0 i don't need that version 1.0 works fine right well eventually 1.0 stops working um, but the idea was these big changes in how the system yeah. worked. And right. my feedback, it would be two or three year cycles before any feedback got to the company, mm-hmm. um, if it was even a thing back in AOL's time. Um, the, but today, it's my phone gives me a notification that says, you know, update this app. Mm-hmm. And I update it, and I don't even see what happens. Right. Like, it literally yeah. is so small, I hardly notice it. And I think the iOS updates, right. like, from 10 to 12 or, you know, some of the bigger jumps, those are more jarring. But in most cases, those updates are small, mm-hmm. and they're behind the scenes, and you don't realize it. And they happen frequently. Like, Facebook, I think, does every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's just continuously improve. Add new features, adjust features, get feedback, and then adapt. And we have to start not just building our products that way, but thinking about how we develop strategies that way. Mm-hmm. How do we develop a, an initiative or an approach to deploying a product that way so that we're not doing this two-year lead time, but we're doing it in six months so we can get feedback and adapt. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it easier. We're mm-hmm. launching smaller things, and we're getting feedback on those things in a shorter right. amount of time. Mm-hmm. 
which I think is better for everybody. Right. Definitely better for the customer. Yeah, I think so. It's also more normal for their expectations. Right. In the marketplace right now, people expect things to happen all the time, mm-hmm. constantly change and improve. Mm-hmm. And when I see something I don't like and I give you feedback about it, I want to see it corrected. Not in three years, but right away. Right. We have to adapt to be able to do that. So, so you've been doing this for a long time. You've been in sales. I know you came from the North America market. You worked in sales there, right? Yes. And then you've been, you've moved to the Magic Team. How long have you been on the Magic Team now? Uh, ten months. Okay, so almost yes. a year. And you're probably learning a ton I in am. this role. <laughs> so I, I think that you're in more of a technical role now than you Correct. were in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So how's the uh, the transition from kind of your background of lean and continuous improvement and process improvement, moving to sales and selling and trying to please the customer and bring value to them and kind of tending to relationships and caring about people to now looking at tools and technology that enable our ABOs to um, get paid. What's the the most exciting thing for you now in the space you're in? Um, Well, if you look at what a systems analyst role is, about it is about looking at patterns looking at the current state whether it's in technology or some other type of system you could have an order fulfillment system for example Um, but when you look at that system you're looking at how is the system currently performing what are the components of that system and then what are the business requirements that that system needs to meet is the current system capable of doing what the business needs it to be doing. Mm. If it's not, then what do we need to design or how do we think differently about the systems that we have and all of its integrations and all of its configurations? What could we do? What's possible? And at the same time, how do we keep the wheels on the bus? Yeah. So it's troubleshooting, but it's also always having an eye for continuous improvement. Mm. And that's where a systems analyst role ideally functions. Uh, and it's it's quite challenging with the magic system and with Amway because the system was actually designed and developed over many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of the capability isn't documented or readily available. Mm. So as a new systems analyst coming in, I'm probably not going to be able to go over into a corner all by myself read and read a book yeah. and design a new solution or a new way of doing something or even fix an existing solution or give direction on how to fix or how we might possibly fix it. So it has put me in a position where Agile really helps me to learn but also be learning in a safe environment, knowing that there are others around me that I can collaborate with and should be collaborating with. Um, And I don't need to know it all, I just need to know who to go to to yeah. ask the right questions. To learn it. Right. Yeah. I feel like going from back to your, you know, it's about people and relationships, bringing that forward to this, you're in a situation where you need people, mm-hmm. right? You yes, can't figure this out by yourself. Right. And that's, it's, a, it's like an opportunity to continue to mm-hmm. uh, practice that relationship building and making sure that we're growing as a team. And it's really interesting to see how, you know, think about how long that that technology has been developed and the fact that we don't have all of that documented and we don't have anyone who understands all of that. And yet we continue to try and improve and we mm-hmm. can we continue to try and look at what, what else can we do with this? What other capabilities can we provide? The thing that comes to mind for me as you describe that is we've got the analyst view of looking at the patterns and what capabilities do we have and how do we meet the requirements? 
part of it is looking at that and saying, here are the requirements we have right now. Mm-hmm. These are the requirements we need to meet right now. Oh, and it's not, it's broken, so we have to fix it to meet that requirement. The other side of that is, what are the, what are the requirements or capabilities we're gonna need in the next five years? Right. 10 years from now, how are we gonna be doing this? And how do we move from current state to that future Mm-hmm. in an intentional manner. Right. And that's that's the job of an analyst, I believe. I mean, it, at least in my head, is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. I would say that would be a more of a future state that I believe Agile will be able to unleash that mm. capability. And that's where we should be moving towards yep. in terms of how do we elevate the bonus calculation and payment system to something beyond that. How does this become an experience for our IBOs? Mm. Um, And I think we're working on that in terms of the digital space, but it requires a lot of collaboration between that back end calculation because it's no longer going to be good enough to just calculate the bonus at the right time and pay it at the right time to the right person. Right. That seems like the basics. That's that's the basics. If we're going to be competitive as we know we need to be, as Milan has said, with a growth mindset, we need to look at our platforms in a different way. Yeah. And how can we recreate at the same time we're executing, right? That excites me. I've Yeah. There's I've, a lot of opportunity there. I've never thought about it that way. I've I've thought you know, I think about magic as it's a thing that's necessary, right? Mm-hmm. It's really important. Mm-hmm. It's the secret sauce that calculates the bonuses. And I have heard that one of the things that differentiates Amway in the direct selling industry is that we our compensation, what we pay our distributors is competitive compared to other direct selling companies. But what I have not considered is that's just the amount we pay them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to do with the experience that we can create Uh, and not like, you know, send people on a trip. But how can I create an experience around managing or uh, incentivizing and developing behaviors in people that are more fulfilling than just, I'm trying to get a number right. out of a system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a new concept for me. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's some point in there that between today and way back in your sales days, was there a moment that you realized like the agile methodology is is better for me or I like this more? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would say I experienced Agile as a framework for the first time when I was the uh, distributor experience track lead for the deployment of the Oracle solution okay. for Amway North America. And in that role, I was tasked with leading the entire distributor experience track, which included a lot of technical people, uh, our Deloitte resources at the time, and uh, bringing all of these people, our SMEs, everybody who knew uh, were experts about everything related to AR, as well as bonus. Not, um, not augmented reality, no, but accounts receivable. Accounts receivable. <laughs> bo- yeah, and general accounting, ledger. And those general things. ledger, yeah. yes. And bringing a team together and assembling a team and very quickly getting up to speed as a team so that we could deliver on the requirements uh, for a a successful deployment. Pause for a minute, because for those who don't know, the Oracle EBS implementation was an ERP implementation at Amway that was extremely difficult. It was a massive undertaking. took us a long time Mm -hmm. to get it right. So um, not only did it take a long time to deploy the Oracle solution across the world of Amway, Amway North America was the final market to go live with it. 
they were also the first market to choose to work with the agile methodology or the agile framework. So we were all given some training in agile, but where I, it connected for me immediately because it had things like a visual management system. It had things like a daily huddle where we brought the team together and everybody knew everybody's mm. business, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and the team would collaborate around an issue. If there was a blocker if, and people were offering help, that hadn't always been my experience in other teams that I had yeah. been on. And I quickly realized that Agile for me is like coming home. I felt comfortable. I felt like I was empowered to be confident yeah. and yet not have to know everything. It, it just felt right. And I honestly believe that the majority of our team members felt the same way, mm. many of them for the first time. Yeah. That they felt there was a connection within the team where, yes, we were working long hours. We were pulling all-nighters. We were doing testing events. We were working really, really hard, but we loved every minute of it. Mm. And being together was fun. It doesn't mean that there wasn't conflict. We had healthy right. conflict. Yep. Uh, we had times where we had to really work to resolve conflicts, but there was a lot of trust. There was respect. And I found that the agile methodology, much like the lean Toyota way for manufacturing, when we have a problem, we swarm the problem, including management. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what your title is. Yeah. doesn't matter what your parking spot is. All hands um, on deck. All hands on deck. Yep. We're going to come together to resolve the, the challenges. I see that for Agile, and I think that's just a, a very empowering way for people to live their lives. Yeah. So it sounds like your experience with lean and continuous improvement and kind of respect for people, bringing out those values uh, in this situation was facilitated with daily stand-ups. So the... Mm -hmm and visual management boards and right. using JIRA to track our work and manage what's in progress and what's done and what's not. And the sprint cadence, you so know, sprint this, planning. Yeah, all the ceremonies around the right. Agile methodology were what, what we call doing Agile, mm -hmm. right? They're just the practice. Um, helped you bring out, or at least it helped nourish those things that were already inside of you that let you be yourself right. and let you be vulnerable right. in, in an environment where it's not always that way. Right. And I can't say that that was easy. Following those practices and those artifacts, so to speak, is not was not easy. But it was worth the effort to learn those new ways of doing things, whether it was using the JIRA tool or sprint planning and doing a retrospective mm -hmm. after the fact and informing the next sprint. I can't say that it was always easy yeah. or that it was even intuitive, but when you know that the benefit is is there, you're willing to put that extra effort. Okay, so you, you said it's not easy, it takes effort, mm -hmm. but it's worth it. It's worth it. Why yeah. is it worth it? Well. It's interesting because as much of a free spirit as I can be, I do like discipline. Mm. And I do like knowing, and there's a, there's a solid base, if you will, around those practices and that discipline. Uh, it's much, much like um, anything in your life. If you're training for a marathon or you're, you know, there are days that it's not very pleasant. Mm. Um, it may be painful, but you know that you're working towards a goal. Yeah. You're working towards an objective. And when it's a shared goal and it's a shared objective, even if it changes, there's still that feeling of I achieved. You know, mm -hmm. so I think for me it's a framework that 
lets you measure your your achievement. Yeah. And I think we live in a world oftentimes where it's very difficult to define. Was I a success or was I yeah. a failure? It's a gray area in a lot of cases. And mm-hmm. I think in some cases to look at something and say that was a failure, but here's what I learned from it, is better than never really knowing. Yeah. You know? Or denying the fact that I ever failed. Right. And that's one of the things I care most about in teaching my children is is very much growth mindset of mm-hmm. you're going to fail. Right. That's okay. I fail every day. Mm-hmm. And what matters is that we learn and we continue to move forward. Right. Like that, we have to have that. And, mm-hmm. and a methodology that can foster that and can create space for that and uh, a psychologically safe environment, that's... Right what is going to make the teams high performing. That's what's going to make employees feel mm-hmm. engaged and excited to come to work and make a difference in the lives of other people. And that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the outcome is so much better than just, look what I did. It's, look how far we've come right. as a team. I right. mean, I've grown, you've grown, the team has grown, and the company is, is better because of it, and the ABOs are better because of it. Mm-hmm. It's really inspiring. Yeah, and, and to tailgate on that, I would I would add... Agile isn't really even all that new. Amway, though, is in a very special place because of the values that we have. The agile methodology and the discipline really is going to enable us to live our values, helping people live better lives, both inside Amway and our, with our ABOs and how ABOs are helping the world. Yeah, so inside, we're talking about employees having a better employee experience. Outside, we're talking about ABOs being able to run a business, be successful, have an income, and live a life they want to. And then for other people, it's we're selling products and creating experiences that Mm -hmm. enhance their life and help them improve. Right, right. Yeah. And creates that belief that anything is possible, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, If I work hard enough and I look you follow a discipline and I rely on my team and I work with people, I can be successful. Yeah. You know, we can grow. Yeah. We can continue to improve. Absolutely. Yeah. So what can a listener do today that will help them make forward progress on their agile journey? Today, I would say if you're not currently involved or engaged in an expedition, uh, and if you don't know what an expedition is, you're probably not involved in it. Yeah, yeah. So an expedition <laughs> um, is an expedition is a focused effort of coaching with a specific team where we measure where they're at and set a goal for where they want to go, and then we coach them towards that goal. Right. And that's that's what an expedition is. Right. So if you're on one, you know it. <laughs> right. right. Um, and I guess what I would say is be curious about Agile. Go on and Google it. There is so much information out oh there about gosh. Agile. So much. So I would I would just encourage if you if you haven't heard of Agile or you've just heard that Amway's doing Agile uh, as a part of Lean and Agile, I would say go and look, go and Google it and look it up and read some things on it and get a feel for what the methodology is all about. Because I do think there's very different opinions about what Agile is mm-hmm. and what does it mean to be transformed. I, I think it can get scary when we use words like that. Yep. People think it's something that's being done to them as opposed to it's a, a way of becoming a better individual, a better contributor. A better team. And a better team. And it's it sounds scary. It feels like okay. How am I going to know how my performance is going to be measured? Yeah, those are, those are some questions that people are naturally going to have. How I've been doing things has been working for me. You know, I'm getting a good ASIP every year, so to speak, or whatever. But if we're not continually looking at how we're delivering 
uh, we're not evolving in the way that we need to be evolving. And I think it's exciting that you have the opportunity to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope that's it's a long way of just saying be curious, yeah. ask questions, and don't be afraid. Yeah, and I'd say reach out to the Agile Transformation Office. Uh, you can email agile at amway.com. The team is very open to answering questions, having coffee, dialoguing, just talking about what you're what you need, what you're curious about. Um, so when we Google agile methodology, you get loads of results. Mm-hmm. And everybody has an opinion on what's the right way to do agile. Um, but we've got internally a very specific methodology because we have to pick one. If mm-hmm. we want to be able to scale this across teams and across departments, we have to say, this is how we're going to operate. Um, just like you would say to the individuals on your team, we're going to have a daily standup mm-hmm. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we're going to do it at 830. And here's the, uh, you know, the questions we're going to ask, we're going to go around the room and everyone's going to operate that way. And you agree as a team to mm-hmm. work that way. Right. Have a uh, team charter. Exactly. Right. And so you're going to, you're going to agree. All right, we're going to do that. And then every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you do that. Mm-hmm. The same thing has to happen if you think about a portfolio level. You have to have the teams say every third Thursday we're going to get together at this time and here's what we're going to do. Right. It's like the teams are those individuals that have to come together and work together. Right. For us to be able to scale Agile, we have to be able to agree on a specific methodology. Mm-hmm. So Googling it to be curious about it and learning it is great. There's lots of good stuff out there. I would First thing I tell people is go on YouTube and Look mm-hmm. up Agile in a nutshell or right. product ownership in a nutshell um, or Spotify's, you know, engineering culture. Those are really good overviews of what Agile is about. Right. Um, but if you want to learn about how Amway is doing it, come talk to the Agile Transformation Office. So is there any um, any closing comments that you'd leave with our audience? Any inspirational quotes? or? I just think it's Agile makes it easier to learn something totally new which is what I've had to do. I've had to kind of reinvent myself and I've, or I've chosen to in the last three to four years. Yeah. And I think it's an, a way that you can do that very effectively. In the past, it, it hasn't always felt that way. Yeah, so you, know? you, you recently went to be certified as a product owner? Yes. Okay, so you, how long was that class? Two days. Two days, and mm-hmm. you probably learned a ton oh, yes. during those two days, yes. right? Yes. But do you feel, after two days, did you feel like, I know this. No. I got this. No. Right. I didn't feel my point. My point is like, you can go take class, you can get certified, but it's going to take some time to learn all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you have to learn it all right away. That's why they and call it the agile practice. There's a lot of, a lot practice, of practice that yeah. needs to go in. It's just like any, you know, it's learning yeah. how to play an instrument. It's learning how to speak a different language, you know, doing different things in a different way. And there's levels of learning, obviously, and understanding yeah. and just having a, a desire every day to learn uh, and then apply that, yeah. right? You got to keep practicing. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gay. It was great having you on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with others. To learn more about Amway's Agile journey, follow the hashtag Amway Agile on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And if you're an employee, do that and search Amway Agile forward slash in your browser.